Broadcast, start streaming, and I think we are indeed and or in fact live for the Grind Mastermind episode numero eight. Nice. Chris, how you doing? I am good. It's been another couple of busy weeks, but catching up, catching up. Busy is good. On clients last weekend, so that was good. <laughs> Taking a break a couple of days. Busy is good. It means uh, the bank account stays alive, and it means lots, lots yep. of stuff to talk about, right, on the episode. Yeah. So, uh, all right. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. I we yeah we had to bump this back a week because I got I had a cold for like four or five days last week. I tested for COVID. I mean I tested once for COVID. You never know what those tests uh, these days, right? But it was negative. The, so is COVID still a thing? It is, <laughs> it man. Like never I've, happened. So oh. it it is. I think maybe in certain parts of the world, like someone was telling me a few weeks ago that apparently they're having huge cases reported in India right now again. Um, maybe some other countries, but I, I think they're like it's just not as in the news. I, I don't know, right? I'm not a I'm not a doctor. I'm not a statistician or whatever, so I don't know. But there was something going around in Canada. I think it might have just been like sometimes when the seasons change, just people get mm -hmm. you know get the cold or whatever. And then um, I heard it was going around India a little bit. So I don't know. Maybe it's just not in the news as much, or maybe it's just in very concentrated areas so anyways we're back we're ready to roll we're ready to grind so uh you want to jump in for those of you uh yeah, tuning yeah, in for the I first can. time we do a quick update on the last two weeks of our business then we talk about goals for the next two weeks to stay accountable and then we talk about you know our favorite books and tools that we've seen in the last uh, couple weeks and that's it so chris why don't you jump in how the last i guess in this case three weeks go and um, let's pull up, let's pull it up yeah. actually, let's pull up the notes. You wanted to A-B test, edit and review Hotjar results for your landing page and then review Facebook ads data. Yeah, so actually I stumble on a bit of a problem there. So I, I basically redesigned, simplified the landing page, which was a, a basically as a bit of background, I'm, testing this idea that I want to validate for an info product, which is basically an ebook for e-commerce business owners. And I was running Facebook ads, uh, but I realized that the page, my the sales page that I'm sending people to for the sign up is a bit long. It's a bit more uh, too much story centered. So I wanted to simplify it basically. Uh, but uh, so I did that the page now I have a variant which is uh, much much shorter focused on the actual contents of the ebook right away but the problem that I realized is in the Facebook ads so what I didn't know because it was my first time running ads it was the Facebook pixel for some reason I thought that it was installed on my website but then I found out that there's a WordPress plugin that you can install on your site that basically automatically installs the pixel. And through that, doing that, I realized that the Facebook pixel wasn't installed at all. So I went ahead, I 
I, I tried installing them, it basically followed a process. And Facebook inevitably told me that I already have an ad account. I realized basically that there would, there's a mess between my business account and my personal Facebook account. I have no idea how to manage that. Right. And basically now, and basically now I cannot fix that because for some reason there was a random Facebook ad account created and uh, I cannot, I tried like deleting that account. I don't know Facebook if you can delete it. I don't, yeah, you might not be able to. Facebook closed it. Oh. But apparently I'm still limited by one ad account. I cannot add another one. So my Facebook pixel is, situation is basically stuck in limbo now. Obviously there's no there's no way to access Facebook support. I tried sending a message, but obviously they didn't get back to me. And yeah, I I I'm, I basically have no idea. It's such a mess with all the personal business accounts. Uh, I have no idea how to basically fix the situation because I have the ads, but I was running them through my personal account rather than the business account. Uh -huh. But the the pixel needs to be on the business account. So right, but but then they canceled your business account. No, they cancel. I closed that ad account, which is separate from the Facebook business account. It's so fucking. It's such a mess. There's so many accounts, so many different screens. The user interface is shit. But why? Oh, yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you grab the pixel from the ad account and stick that in? I cannot even explain it. It's so <laughs> fucking complex. <laughs> you might just want to find you might just want to find it like you're never going to get customer support i think unless you're spending like six figures a month no. you, you can't yeah, even talk I'm to trying. people why don't you just find an expert like pay an expert for yeah. an hour or two and i'm trying to ask some friends but yeah it's hard yeah I'll probably have to find someone who can just take a look at my account and and understand what's happened and what what I what I've done because I basically did something wrong in the creation of the account. Yeah, the, I remember yeah. too. It's very weird with like what's your personal, what's your business, what you can do with each, and then they can't connect, so they're totally separate. So yeah. be careful and when and you're also, setting up your ad accounts, folks. Yeah, and also the problem is that whenever you go and look for uh, uh, like a video, like a like an example, a how -to? people uh, like a how-to video. The Facebook platform is constantly updating and changing, so the, right. whatever video you watch is always going to be updated and different. <laughs> so yeah. it sounds like seems like it, they do it on purpose. I don't know. I I, I would uh, go yeah, find an ads expert. Ready. They I, I bet yeah. you an ads expert can probably get that fixed in twenty thirty minutes, or at least tell you what to do pretty quickly. Do you know anyone? <laughs> Good question. I, I don't off the top of my head. Let me think about it. If someone comes to mind, I'll send you a message. Yeah, you can, uh, um, you can or like post in uh, post in any of these slacks or discords that you're in, any of the communities, mm -hmm. I'm sure. Uh, or heck, ask on your email list, I bet. Maybe somebody listening can... Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's what I would do. I, I get that. It's a mess. The, the account management for Facebook's a mess, so it's not fun. Make sure you get it set up right the first time, and it'll save so many headaches. So Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I basically shifted since this thing happened. I wasn't 
too much in control of it so i basically shifted my attention a bit more towards uh, content again so i want to take the youtube situation channel a bit more seriously and yeah i spent some time thinking about it uh, i i basically created like a new setup i want to start doing some videos more of like a educational like kind of like monologue but uh, edited like nicely edited videos mm-hmm. so i i basically finalized kind of the setup that i want uh, this morning also because the past two weeks it was a bit hard to take some time off and create some space in between client projects so that's what i was able to do this week finally and yeah so next weeks i want to record the first of those new videos which have are gonna involve like a script so should i write this down serious this is this is one of the okay yeah so record first record Record first first. well it's not your like first video but like first new youtube video uh, yeah, it's not really new. Format. You know what I mean. New video format. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Good terminology. And uh, and also, yeah, basically, I have all this whole process, but the editing obviously takes some time. So I want to create an SOP or something for my assistant to <clears throat> take on. I was going to ask, how are you yeah. going to do the editing? You're going to use uh, the VA? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's actually quite simple. So. I like it shouldn't take me like if I do it more than an hour because with the script everything so is super easy I do everything with that yeah how, how and, long uh, what are you thinking for the videos like five minutes ten minutes 20 minutes yeah between five and ten yeah okay so yeah. I'll say um, uh, create editing instructions for VA yeah SOP yeah okay uh, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty stoked about that. Also because it's uh feels challenging, you know. Uh, so it's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, I actually think, and, and this is something I've been thinking of doing lately too. Like almost like vlog style YouTube videos can be like pretty low hanging fruit opportunities mm-hmm. where you don't have to do crazy editing, right? You sit in front yeah. of the camera, you have, a, you know, in your office with the background. You talk for a minute or two, hit pause, talk for a minute or two, hit pause, talk for a minute or two, hit pause, and then you're done. Yeah, you I'll, know? I'll, I'll send you a quick clip that I've done, that I've recorded this morning. It's actually pretty good. Oh, cool. And yeah, it didn't... The other thing, man, you, sh- you should look at some AI tools, right? You might be able to, like, drag and drop the video into an AI tool that'll edit the mm. whole thing for you. Especially, yeah, I thought about that, especially for the thumbnails, just because I have no idea how to create thumbnails or what works. Yeah, Maybe there's there's probably gonna be some tool up there. From now on, like any time there's like a manual task, just like Google it with AI at the end and <laughs> yeah. see what comes up because there's probably something. Um, so, yeah. or I wonder if you can use like Dali, like that's the photo AI one. Like the, yeah, but I, but I don't know if it uh, does. Sure. I don't know if it would do like YouTube optimized thumbnails. Maybe not. I don't know. Worth trying though. Can try, yeah. But I mean, all you all you really need it like you could use something like Dolly to be like, you know, take this photo and make it look like a YouTube thumbnail, and then you can go into ChatGPT and be like, mm-hmm. you know, type me out a uh, an yeah, SEO optimized headline, and then just copy and yeah, paste yeah. it over top. So 
That's cool. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, okay, so for next two weeks, record first new YouTube video format. Create editing instructions um, for VA. Yeah, I mean, third, we can also put uh, fix Facebook ads. <laughs> 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 fix Facebook ads and get Pixel set up. And anything on the client side to talk about? Or it's just like, hey, you're, you know, I'm just doing client work. Like, not too much to uh, talk about. How's that going? Yeah, no, it's been going well, especially keep improving how I use ChatGPT for that. So I'm pretty stoked about it. Are you using it a lot? Like, how, how are you using it? What are the best use cases? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, research. So it's really good, especially if you, like when you're new to, to, to a field, to a market, you basically give it uh, Let's say that you run the first customer interviews, so you know the pain points, uh, the problems, the challenges that these people have. Then you can just input them in ChatGPT, and then you can ask them, ask it something like, uh, write a diary entry from a first-person perspective of uh, type, persona, role, hmm. who's experiencing this category of pains, problems. And then you list all the pains problems that you that you found, and then it writes you like literally the the diary entry of this person, and you and it's basically like reading someone's mind, Bryce. and you get a lot of like useful uh, sentences that you can use for headlines for vivid copy. So so it's it's, it's like good. you you almost don't have to go interview. I mean you should, but you almost don't have to like go interview the target market, right? Yeah, like if you wanted to like do a super simple 80-20 thing, you could just do this thing, basically using whatever things you can, information you can find online. It's crazy, it's crazy. The people who still don't think it's gonna like improve everything, I think are nuts, but anyways. Cool, uh, anything yeah, that, else? That, that was, there was this guy uh, who I follow on a podcast, uh, Scott Galloway. And he said something down. like, uh, something like AI is not gonna st is not gonna steal your jobs, but people who can use AI are gonna steal your jobs. <laughs> I saw I saw you posted that on LinkedIn. I was like, that's yeah. brilliant, that's brilliant. Yeah, I totally agree. And and I'll I'll mention all these in the show notes. So if you're listening or watching, um, every all these tools, people that we reference, I'll uh, I'll list them in the show notes. Uh, or in the description below. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I totally probably, agree. And, and probably the biggest takeaway on that is not that like with using AI, that doesn't mean like knowing how to write a prompt because formulas don't work with AI. It's always like different. It's always like uh, it's always changing, unpredictable. So you actually need to understand the the, the fundamental principles of how to ask questions. Uh, step by step, like how to instruct it. So all the like those deeper fundamentals are how you use interact. It's more of a, an interaction with AI. It's not like using tools like yeah. massive tools. I mean, we're, we're, there probably already are jobs posted right now for like AI prompt engineer or like you know yeah, AI yeah, prompt yeah. whatever. So cool. Anything else before we uh, flip over? No. So oh, just good. to summarize, record first new YouTube video, create editing instructions for VA, fix Facebook ads, and get Pixel set up. 
Uh, okay, we'll flip over to me. Yeah, last week I was sick, so it was a little bit slower. That's why we bumped this episode back. But it's been a busy, busy few weeks in in a few ways. Um, continue cold call outreach. I've been doing that. In fact, I've been even ramping it up because we've made that just even more of a priority. Um, so just, yeah, I don't know. I've been in kind of improving my script every day that you do it, you get a little bit better, right? Just like anything, nice. you get a little bit more comfortable. So How I'm many calls do you get done? It depends on really two things I've found. Number one is how many other calls do I have booked that day? So for example, like today I already have three or four demos booked, so I obviously can't be cold calling while I'm, you know, on those calls. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, I find that like, it depends how lucky you get. Because for example, like some days you'll call 20, 30, 50 people and you'll get like nine, you know, you'll get like 90% of them go to voicemail or like they're really quickly not interested or whatever, right? And then what happened to me twice now this week since I've gotten some good advice from one of our advisors and shifted my strategy a little bit is you might get a couple people that pick up and it turns into a five, 10 minute conversation or better yet, you pick up and you convert to an immediate demo. So what I mean by that is what I typically do, like, and, and this is one piece of advice I got that was really good, is in sales, you need to be always closing the next step, right? You don't have to sell every time you talk to the client, but you have to close that next step, right? So in our case, the cold call next step is usually a demo. So get them on the phone, Hey, is this something that could be a good fit? Blah, blah, blah. If yes, all right, can we, you know, can we schedule a demo for tomorrow, 3 p.m., right? Mm -hmm. what, what I was told to do earlier this week was, if they seem interested, just ask them if they want the demo right now, right? So this happened to me twice in the last two or three days, which gets you pretty fired up when, you, when it happens, is you're like, oh, hey, do you, do you have 15 minutes right now and I can show you our platform? And twice they were like, yeah. So I email them a Google Meet link, bam, all of a sudden you have them right on a, on a live demo. Nice. So that's kind of like a cool little tip that I learned that maybe people can apply. Um, so, but like when that happens, that's a 40 minute, 20, 30, 40 minute session, right? So this is a long winding way to answer your question of saying probably in the range of like 30 to 70, depending on per day, depending on how many well. calls I already have booked and how good they go, right? How well they go, how responsive that portion of the list is. You know what I mean? So I'm going to put for the next two weeks, I'm going to put um, 30 plus. Because like I said, some, some days are busy and I don't have enough time. But I think most days I can get minimum 30 cold calls in. Usually more, but just so that it's not crazy. Um, overseas team running and first free trial. So we, 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 we've been... To, to make a long story short, we turned off the overseas team for now because it just didn't work that well, and we're seeing more um, we're seeing more traction within Canada. So we're just going to focus all of our efforts in Canada for now, and then expand out from there. Mm -hmm. Touch up and improve join page. So I did that. Um, I touched up the join page, and I did letter growth. So the other the last item was prep letter growth outreach and send to 10 newsletters. I sent to five or six, so I still have to do five more. I'll just say another 10 because two weeks, it's pretty easy, but I wanted to talk to you about that in just one second. 10 letter growth outreach. 
and I'm going to just write a little bit more subjectively. Um, oh no, I have to do this anyways. Finish new demo script. So um, I, I also got some really good feedback. So we have one sales advisor and he even joined a few of my demos and gave me some feedback on like how to show off the platform, good questions to ask, how to frame pain points, stuff like that. So I have to kind of like touch it up and add notes. What I found, man, is if you just have notes or a script for anything, it makes it way easier and way less stressful, right? Yeah. Um, for a cold call, for a demo. Yeah, it's the same thing for for the YouTube videos. I realized, so I thought that yeah, you, I thought that you would just need the, to jump on a YouTube video and do everything perfectly. Actually, if you take some time to write a script, and then while you're recording, you you can actually take your breaks, just read the script, and then edit those parts. It doesn't it doesn't need yeah. to be everything done at this like the first shot. Well, let me ask you this: um, Are you gonna script? the whole video word for word probably just doing an outline yeah and maybe ex expand on some of the more technical points but yeah not not fully script not okay because that's my style I, I don't really do random youtube video not yours won't be random but i don't i don't do youtube videos anymore i do once in a while i'll do like a book review video if anyone's interested and you're already watching us on youtube you can check out some of the book reviews some of them have actually done pretty well but I found what I like to do best was just do an outline, introduction, one, one sentence, first top, you know, what's the first key takeaway from this book? What's the second key takeaway? Just like one sentence. And then I would just talk. And I've, I like that more because number one, it takes less time than writing out a full script. And number two, I find it sounds less robotic if I'm just like, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about. Okay, just talk and see how it goes. And if it doesn't come out well, you just delete it and record it again, right? Yeah. Um, but I know that some people, especially some of the bigger, you know, content creators, will write every word of the script out ahead of time and kind of read off of yeah. it. So I guess it depends on what you're trying to do and how confident of a speaker you are, right? If you're not a great off-the-top-of-your-head speaker... It could be intimidating, and and writing it out ahead of time might be better. So, yeah, yeah it's gonna be a learning curve, but I'm pretty excited. I watched the, uh, like to kind of see what other people do. I watched a couple of Skillshare videos, hmm. Skillshare courses. Yeah, uh, Marquis Marquis Brownlee, you know the tech big tech review guy. No, he is he's got a super super short one hour course. Where he basically walks through his entire process, and he is he, he is one of those that scripts literally everything. But he's got a huge budget, obviously, like a super like huge studio, so it makes sense. Yeah. And what's another one, which is by Nathan Nathaniel Drew, another pretty big YouTuber, different style. But yeah, those were really good as far as giving me like an idea for how these guys go about like the whole process and how they think about videos and yeah. And also Skillshare, if you, you can go, you can do like a one month free trial. So, and do as many courses, take as many courses as you want. Hmm. So I'm probably just going to deactivate the trial in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if you like, got what you needed. Just, yeah. 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 Exactly. All right. I threw Skillshare in the show notes as well. Uh, cool. And then the last thing I wanted to touch on and ask you about was, so for letter growth, uh, that's for newsletter, you know, cross promotions. I sent email. So they don't have, the first thing that shocked me was he doesn't have in-app messaging, right? 
No, no, no. The only way is to email other people. How does he not have in-app messaging? Dude, uh, I actually, I like letter growth. I'm in their Discord as well. What's his name? Paul, yeah, because I think. I told you. Paul, you yeah, got to get on that, man. Itself. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, but the problem is that I told you he built that platform with uh, no code. Uh, yeah, but there's got a... I'm sure like the big no-code solutions like Buffer and stuff allow you to build in-app messaging, yeah, but no? Yeah, also, also depends on your budget, right? So if that's going to be I expensive, guess. you're still not making any money out of that. <laughs> I but, guess so. I, but I, I was shocked. I wanted to build the... Uh, it, it's still an MVP, so I think it makes sense still. Right. I think you did in, uh, mention that, so I wasn't like fully surprised, but I was like, wait, what? I got to go email these people? And so... Yeah, what happened was I emailed like five or six of them and only one of them's responded, right? So I'm like, oh, are these emails going to spam? I'm a random person. Do you know what I mean? Anyways, one of the guys responded yesterday. So uh, we'll see how it goes. So I'm going to send another 10 more out. Um, just, you know, requesting case, a cross promo. I got a, pretty, I got a pretty good conversion out of 16. I got 15 responses. So maybe wow. it's just figuring out the type of newsletter that might be interested. I mean, I looked up newsletters that were smaller around my size, had a few of the keywords that were matching, yeah. personalized each one a little bit. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I only sent them out like two, three days ago. So maybe yeah. a couple more will trickle in. Um, but I would uh, recommend I would recommend reaching out to the bigger ones as well because I got I got on a couple ones that were way way bigger than mine. They don't really mm -hmm. care as much as long as you show them that you have a good open rate, a good sized list. Does even if it's like hundred people, two hundred, they don't really care. Oh wow! So, what so kind of do they want? Try. Like favorable terms? Are they like, hey, our list is way no. bigger? So oh wow, okay. So let me note that down. So 10 letter growth outreach, and I'll say um, improve copy and don't uh, and try some bigger lists. I can send you my the emails that I sent them if you want. Yeah, if you don't mind, because clearly whatever the heck you were doing was working. So <laughs> might as well, right? <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, so that's that's it for me. 30 plus cold calls a day, finish new demo script, and um, 10 plus letter growth outreaches, and we'll see how that goes. Do you want to get into arguably my favorite segment in the last one of the show? What we have been reading and tinkering with over the last two, three weeks? Yeah. Uh, so I finished for the second time a book by Scott Adams, which who's um, artist for Dilbert comic book, mm. and the book is called How to Fail at Almost Everything and Still Win Big. And Good it's title. Probably, it's probably as close as possible to my philosophy of life. Like there's so much stuff that resonates from like using uh, like seeing life as a uh, like using your energy as a uh, yeah as kind of like uh, telling you what's good what's bad in your life routines using systems versus goals but then it goes into basically everything like fitness nutrition 
and and it's funny as well but it's a lot of it's really counterintuitive type of thinking which is what i enjoy and sticks with me so that that was really good even the second time i actually got the paperback for that which hmm. right here this one. oh nice yeah if you're if you're listening then uh, make sure to check out yeah. this episode video on youtube as Chris holds yeah. up the book. So what's the key what's the key answer to that statement of like like what just keep trying and even as you fail you'll slowly figure things out or like what's that no, key no, theme? It's, it goes way way deeper a lot of lessons but one a, 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 a really good point that he makes is that uh, like success is habit forming he says so it's not that you need to you have to follow your passion that's probably not gonna work but when you start doing a lot of things and get good of a lot at a lot of things that even if they are unrelated that success uh pushes you to be successful at other things so the more you things you try the more you're open to opportunities all of that basically is going to contribute to making making you a, a more interesting person uh, and a more successful person in general. Makes sense. It's basically taking sense. taking the approach from the other end. So rather than letting your passion, whatever it is, guide you, start doing things, a lot of things, and uh, and that success will basically propel you. To more success and to actually enjoying what you are doing got it let me uh, i'll put the book name what's the author's name scott adams scott adams you like your scots eh what's the title Eh, we'll get it after um i'm just i'm muting myself when i'm not talking for anyone who can hear there's of course, starting this morning, as we started to record, there's somebody doing uh, construction right above us. But anyway, so I apologize. Um, cool. What's what's next on your list? I just started out with uh, Bad Motherfucker, which is the biography. It's not the autobiography, but a biography of Samuel L. Jackson. It is very interesting, very... <laughs> Very, very cool, which actually cool is basically the main subject of the of the book. Hmm. All right. Be interesting to hear how that goes. Um, on my end, I just finished Buffett. So what's it called? Biography on Buffett called the I think it's called the making of an American capitalist is like the subheading. Uh. It's by Roger somebody. I forget. I'll put it in the show notes because there's a million biographies on him, right? Um, but this one's really good. Reread. I read it years ago. Really enjoyed it. And uh, man, he's he's an interesting. One? It's not short. It's probably about yeah. I think four hundred pages. Ah, very good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly not one of the shorter biographies I've read. Not the longest, but yeah, more on, on the longer end. But I think worth every page. Like I think the whole story, go into detail about him as a kid. You know, first side businesses he was running as a kid. Oh, this banging is so stupid. Anyways, uh, can you hear it, Chris? Mm. The construction? No. Oh, no? Okay, because it's showing up on my recording software. So I think our listeners can hear it. So I apologize. But anyways. Um, yeah, how I have a question about 
I have a question about the like biographies in general and how you see them, especially because sometimes when it starts out with like some biographies starts telling you the story about like the the mother, the father, the 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 grand grandfather. So, sometimes I think like oh wow, there's there's a very long way before getting to the actual person I'm interested in. So how do you think about like these biographies telling all the these backstories? How do you interpret the backstories into actually giving you some lessons that you can use? Or do you, do you just listen to them as like entertainment? Uh, well, I, I find the good ones don't go into too much detail on the on the family yeah. on the on the predecessing family, right? So, for mm -hmm. example, I thought this book did a really good job of like very quick history of how his family came and settled in America, for example, and they really just highlighted what I think was important. Right. So, for example, like his parents and grandparents were grocers. Right. And how that influenced him. Right. So basically, I think I think that it should be kept short, but it's important to highlight how the person that the book is about was influenced by the family. Right. Because we're all influenced yeah. by our family in one way or another for good and for bad. And the reason why I think it's important is it because it puts the person in context. Right. Like Warren Buffett didn't just appear at the age of 25, right? He, he had all of those years of, of growth and, you know, whatever. And you're, you're influenced so heavily, right, by your parents. So I, I like the books that give you a little bit of background on the family. I would argue now, I mean, now I've read probably 20, 30, 40 of these biographies that some people have heavier influences from their families than others. And so if you do have a heavier influence, there might be a little bit more of the book dedicated to the family. But if it's not a heavy influence, then it might just be like, oh, you know, he was born here. His parents did this and that, and they were pretty involved or they weren't involved. And then they kind of move on. Right. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I'm, I'm also still reading sometimes it's not like a continuous effort because it's an effort <laughs> it's like a thousand page biography of uh, rockefeller and i'm kind of half through it i'm i'm listening to the audiobook but yeah they the author goes back and forth super deep into the family history so it's kind of it's not an easy read for sure yeah i, I would say that's more up to the author right if, if the author does mm -hmm. a good job on or like, what's the book about? Is it about the Rockefeller history or is it about, you know, that one person? But most of the biographies that I've read are like, you know, entrepreneurs within the last decade or two or three. And I find that on average, the authors do a good job. They give you a little bit of background on the family so that you can see how the person was influenced and how, you know, a little bit about how they are, how they became what they are today. But it's mostly focused on that main character, right? So... Yeah. I think it's a great read, highly recommended. Um, almost anything you read from or about Buffett, I think you'll learn a lot. I also found, and I just wrote this in my email uh, this morning, I think. So make sure if you guys like the podcast, Chris and I both have uh, daily emails that you can sign up for. The links will be in the description. And I was talking about how Buffett's kind of interesting and like he's not your quote unquote traditional entrepreneur. Right, like most of the biographies that I read about, and a lot of yours as well, 
are, you know, the Bezos, the Musk, the Croc, you know, it's like person starts a business, person grows that one business that does one thing, right? Or eventually grows into doing a few things. But Buffett has made most of his fortune investing in businesses, right? And not necessarily operating them or starting them. And so that was really cool because it talks a lot about his approach to evaluating businesses, investing in, in businesses, being an investor in a business, right? So how hands-on or not was he, the importance of trusting management, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was super, super interesting. And just the fact that he was, he t- like, I don't think most people realize that Berkshire Hathaway used to be a textile mill that just like pumped out you know, schmatas and stuff. And now it's like, you know, a multi hundred plus whatever billion dollar company. Mm. And they have a staff of like 15, right? All they do is manage and grow an investment portfolio. Um, you know, yeah. so like that, that hasn't really been done. Like, you know what I mean? Like his investment record is like borderline incomparable, right? To almost anybody else. Mm-hmm. So anyways, crazy story, highly recommended read. Super smart guy. The last thing I'll mention is I've also read, um, uh, what's it called? It's called like the letter, uh, the letters of, I think it's just called the essays of Warren Buffett, which is for the last few decades, he writes a letter as part of his annual, um, report, like, uh, yeah, stakeholder or shareholder, uh, report for Berkshire. And, um, you know, there's gold in there, right? He'll write like pages of how the company's doing, his thoughts on business investing. Somebody compiled them all into like a, a, an order that makes sense. You know what I mean? Almost like a textbook, but it reads much less boring than a textbook. Uh, and you're just yeah. getting like business advice from Warren Buffett. So highly recommend it as well. I'll put that, in, uh, let me note it down in the show notes. And by the way, if you want to get some couple of nuggets uh, from books just go into chat gpt and ask it for any summary of any <laughs> book before 2021 and you'll get the summary <laughs> it's crazy yeah for the quick hits yeah. it's great i think if you if you still want the full lessons then it's worth reading them but uh yeah it's certainly a yeah, good hack sure. cool man i think that's it for me anything else on your end no, everything's good. Alrighty. Planning another couple of busy weeks. So we will then see everybody in the next episode. Again, if, if, if you're interested in any of the books or tools that we mentioned, just check the description, whether you're listening to this on a podcast or watching on YouTube, I'll, I'll note them down in the description. We'll be back in two weeks. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to check us out on our websites as well, ChristopherSilvestri.com, SilverNagrind.com. Those links will be in the description if you want to follow us a little more closely. And we'll see you in the next episode. Chris, always a pleasure. Pleasure, man. Let's find it out. (laughs) All right.